welcome to Sparkle Speak. This is a podcast sponsored by Sparkle, which is a Christian women's ministry designed to connect women with the purpose of inspiration and encouragement. Each week, we will interview a new guest who will share her personal experience with Christianity. Whether you identify yourself as a Christian or not, this podcast is for you, and our intent is always to inspire one another through our own unique and individual stories of how God has moved and shaped us. Wherever you are listening today, we hope you enjoy this story of faith. Welcome everyone to Sparkle Speak. I'm your host, Catherine, and today is a very special episode for me personally because I get to have my grandma, Carol Ford, on the podcast. So welcome, Grandma. <laughs> Thank you, Catherine. This is really fun. I'm enjoying preparing for this. I know. And I'm excited because um, so we have had just a wide range of of women come on to share their stories and I know that, um, you know, your story is going to be awesome just as everyone else's has been. But for me personally, I'm excited because you're my grandma and I just would love to hear some of what you have to say. Um, so I'm really looking forward to this. Thank you. Uh, I will say one thing. I think that as grandparents, especially those of us who are Christ followers, it's really important for us to have our stories either recorded or written down or something because we want to pass on the heritage of God's love to our grandchildren and our great-grandchildren. Um, yeah, thank you for inviting me. Yeah, and I was going to say, actually, you've done a really good job of that because um, I, I know you've, you know, given your grandchildren, like, you know, notes or scrapbooks, and you've written down family stories, and I have all that stuff. Actually, we're moving, so I'm packing things up, and I've found so <laughs> much of it, and I've just read it, and I'm so thankful for it, but this will be another neat, um, you know, thing just to have, just hearing your voice talking about your story, so I think it's pretty cool. Uh-huh. <laughs> Um, but yeah, let's start with the first question that we ask all of our guests. And I know that this one's pretty broad, um, but I would just love to hear from your words. What does Christianity mean to you? Well, I know what it means to me specifically. I also know that it's a time in our world's history that it's really important for us to identify what we do believe Christianity is. It's a term that's used pretty loosely these days. So I like to go back to the history and acknowledge that our ability to know God is because the Hebrew scriptures are so rich of the stories of God working in this world, even before Jesus came. So then um, when Jesus did come and revealed himself as the son of God to his disciples, um, they received what we call the great commission as he, Jesus was returning to heaven. And he told them to go out and carry the good news to the whole world, which they did. So then we have the stories of Paul and the other disciples taking the good news to, um, first of all, the Jewish people, many of whom turned to Christianity, and then to the uh, ones that they called the Greeks and the Romans. Um, and it was it's fun to note that in the book of Luke, pardon me, the book of Acts, it's written that um, people, the, these missionaries who were out telling the good word were first called Christians in Antioch, which was a city where there were a lot of uh, wonderful Jewish people and a lot of um, 
Gentiles who turned to the, to the they responded to the teachings of Paul specifically, uh, but also the other disciples at that time. And the people observed that they were like little Christs, Christ being the Messiah. And that's when the term Christian came about. So now we go through all the centuries since and wonderful people have been appointed by God all along the way to continue the message. And we can be so grateful for the scriptures of the stories that of the New Testament, the, the new, the gospels that came to us. Now, in this world, Christianity is kind of used as referring to anybody who has some kind of idea of God um, and of Jesus. Uh, it might be a very personal and vital um, uh, relationship with Jesus. Uh, with God through Jesus, or it might just be a general term to say, I'm not a heathen, I'm not a pagan, I'm not some uh, something else, so I must be a Christian. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. And um, so in your, like, I guess just experience with it, um, would you say there's a difference between someone who how do I wear this like lives out the Christian faith versus someone who like you said just doesn't like maybe believes in God but that's kind of where it ends yeah and I think um that's cool if somebody who really you know I know some agnostic people who would sort of identify as Christians if they were answering a survey um but there's some Jesus said, I am the vine. You are the branches. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, then we'll have that kind of relationship with God that, that we would really like to have because God has so many blessings for us if we are in a relationship with him. And we reach that relationship through Jesus. So that's what true Christianity is to me, having a relationship with God through Jesus, who God sent to show us the word. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like I like everything you shared, especially the history of it, too. And then kind of where it lands us today in today's culture and society, because, yeah, there there's such a wide range. You know, I, I think a lot of people, that's why I like answering this or asking this question, because um, it yeah, it, just in today's world, it's just become so. Um, muddled and confusing sometimes. So thanks mm -hmm. for answering that. I think everything you shared was really valuable. And I would love to hear um, your personal story. So you kind of mentioned that for you, hmm. Christianity is, you know, has become more personal and a personal relationship. So just in you and your life, like when did you first start identifying yourself as a Christian or how did you like come to know the Lord? Well, I feel incredibly privileged. I grew up in a family where both my father's family and my mother's family, um, not everybody in the family specifically, but that was the general belief was that God was very active in our lives through our faith in Christ. And so I was taught the little nursery songs like this is this little light is of mine. I'm going to let it shine uh, because Jesus loves me. I, this I know for the Bible tells me so. Mm -hmm. <laughs> And then when I was four, my dad was in seminary. 
we lived in seminary housing. And so we had the privilege of having a woman who was a children's radio um, uh, speaker. Uh, she told stories and uh, um, reached children through radio. And her name was, oh, shoot, it went right out of my head. But anyway, her name doesn't matter. She came to be a speaker at the uh, uh, seminary housing where my mom and dad had were living. I was four years old, and I I was I had been listening to her on the radio. So I was, you know, my first celebrity. Here we are. I was so excited. And then she told us that we could have Jesus come and live in our hearts if we would invite Him. Well, how much a four-year-old can understand of that? I did that. I asked Jesus to come and live in my heart. So I, I remember that so clearly as the first time I was aware that I could make a decision and I could be a follower of Jesus and he would be living with me. So that was a great way to start. Um, through the years of my growing up toward being a teenager, I was often um, confused because um, I knew I did a lot of things that weren't right. I was a very, I'll do it myself, thank you, sort of kid. So if my parents told me I shouldn't hang out with other kids who weren't Christians, I wanted to know why, because these were nice people. So I went ahead and did what I wanted to do. So I was always feeling guilty. And um, I think I was kind of a miserable little kid now and then. Oh, of course, most of the time I was happy, but I really never had it settled I was doing what I needed to do. I didn't feel like I was a good behaving child. Um, I had good Sunday school teachers. They taught us examples of Christian living and we had Bible drills so that we could have a contest on who could open the Bible and find a specific <laughs> verse first. <laughs> so I had a lot of good basic stuff in my life, but I never really felt comfortable that I was where God would have me be. Um, in relationship with him. So when I was 12, um, the biggest, newest thing in the Christian world in America at the time was Billy Graham. He had just started with what he called his crusades. And uh, people from the city would gather and pray a lot and have everything in place. They would rent a huge auditorium or even a football stadium, uh, a huge choir from all of the churches around, and they would gather and uh, present God's word through music and through Billy Graham's preaching. And so everybody knew about it. It was the biggest thing. And my grandparents lived in Minnesota and we went to visit them and they lived near the city, St. Paul, where uh, Billy Graham was preaching. So dad took me, which was incredible. I never got to just do something with my dad. So we went to that and I was I get chills even now when I think about it because I knew all the right words, but I didn't know how amazingly beautiful and wonderful they were for everybody. And so I sang along with the hymns. I listened carefully to the sermon. And when they gave an opportunity for people to commit their lives to Jesus and live his way, I just popped up from my seat up in the bleachers and marched right down to the front. You can imagine how my dad was feeling. <laughs> I better follow this child make sure she's safe <laughs> so he did but he didn't interfere and I was assigned to a wonderful counselor who gave me a little new testament with 
special verses marked. And I acknowledge that as the time I truly turned my life over to God. Mm. Um, so then, you know, our family was always involved in the church. Um, but I always wanted to know why. If they told me that I shouldn't go to movies, I wanted to know why. And I didn't always believe their answer on why. Um, in our group of Christians, we chose not to dance. Well, that's where all my friends were having lots of fun. Why couldn't I go? Sock hop, for goodness sakes. What trouble mm -hmm. could I get into? So while I was developing a really trusting relationship with God, I was also questioning um, the societal rules that went along with our faith. Um, kind of tried to live my life my own way. And um, I set a pattern of ego-driven decisions. Um, I married my high school sweetheart, who was also a Christian. Uh, we, th we had great plans for how we would raise our children in our faith. Well, um, he had a two-year degree and was farming with his family, and he wanted um, to get out and do things on his own. So we moved to a university town. We finished getting his degree. We had three children and I loved mothering. That was the happiest time of my life. Um, we would fill our car to take the neighborhood kids to church activities. And um, two of the little girls acknowledged that they had um, received Jesus as their savior at the church activities. I was really busy leading neighborhood Bible studies, and that was a rich, wonderful, sweet time in our lives. But we had a lot of conflict in our home because my husband had a very strong ego and knew where he wanted to go with his life, and so did I. And I wasn't sure that that's what I wanted to do. But we did develop a business of our own as a team, um, and then we began focusing build on building the business more than building our home and our relationships and our Christian community. Mm. Um, so I sadly say that reaching our ego-boosting goals was our focus. A um, couple times, God tried to get our attention. Um, we had a very bad car accident, and he nearly lost a leg, and I flew through the windshield and landed on the ground in front of the car in the road. Mm -hmm. um, Neighbors came and sat with us until the ambulance arrived. And I remember realizing that God was taking care of us. And I was looking up at the stars. This happened at night. And I was singing, how great thou art. And when the ambulance got there, they told me I had a hush. <laughs> wow. Because I had a punctured lung and they were really concerned for my life. Oh, my goodness. But. That was a time when I, I realized that God needed to be foremost in my life. Um, Christian friends whom I neglected had come to help with meals and, and help with the kids' activities while we recovered. And, um, but I was soon back in the old pattern of trying to build my life my way, which caused more conflict. I became very depressed, and I started feeling huge amounts of guilt that I really didn't know what to do with. But you know what I think? I think the wonderful thing about God's love is that it's not conditional. He mm. loves us, like I say, even when we're neglecting our part in that relationship. So 
Every now and then, some of the scripture verses I had memorized would come back to my mind. And at odd moments, I realized I wanted to live in harmony with God. But because I didn't quit my ego-driven activities, um, I was very, very stressed. And eventually, I just totally broke down. I took time off. I didn't work with my husband in the business anymore. And um, my Christian friends had not deserted me. So they intervened and arranged for us to see a Christian counselor. Um, this counselor, it was a great intervention. I, I just am so grateful to them because this counselor showed me some very specific ways that I could make a change in my life. And it was part of the Al-Anon program where we learned to turn our will and our lives over to God's care. I had never been willing to turn my will over to God. And at that time I had to, I wasn't mm -hmm. going to survive unless I did. Um, so that's been my growth through the rest of my life. Um, hard things have come. Um, your granddad and I got divorced. Um, I was provided with a really good job so that I could take care of my own finances by the time, by that time my kids were grown and on their own. Um, but very strangely, even though I know God hates divorce and it is never his perfect will for us, he did help me through that hard time. And I met a wonderful man who wanted to live God's way, but he had never heard the complete story in a way that he could apply it to himself. Um, he wanted to spend time with me and I told him, no, that wouldn't be appropriate because um, my life was focused on God. Well, he wanted to know how that happened. He happened to have two brothers who'd been praying for him for a long time. And we went to visit the brothers and uh, we all shared our faith. And my dear Roger just broke down and realized that God had given him a very special gift and that he really wanted to turn his life over to God and live God's way. So he and I had 15 wonderful years together and then he died suddenly at home. And it was so hard, so hard. But my consolation was reading God's word. And in Romans 15, four, the apostle Paul wrote, everything that was written in the past was written to teach us so that in, through endurance and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. So that's what I did. I turned to scriptures and God gave me the energy to get up early and spend time reading scripture and stay in prayer for a while. And um, I have had peace, the, you know, mm -hmm. through a lot of turmoil the rest of my life, I've still had peace. Yeah. That's really amazing. I mean, obviously I've known, you know, a lot of your story, but when you just said that last sentence that you've had peace, I mean, that is something I've observed of you since I've been alive. <laughs> um, <laughs> obviously you. there was a lot that happened, you know, pre, pre me being born, but from what I've seen, you know, since that, I do see that in your life and um, can definitely attest to saying that's true. And, and you would probably say it's only because of, of God and, and his word and, and just his spirit that you've even been able to have peace through all those hard things. 
That's sure right, Catherine. Um, I remember when uh, first year after Roger died, I finally got the house ready and put it on the market. And your mom and uh, Mike were so kind to offer to let me come there for a while. So I lived in your house with you the year you were a senior in high school. And I honestly believe God put us together that year. Um, I could love on you. I didn't have to be your mom. In fact, one time I was trying to intercede and um, between something between you and your mom. And she said, mom, if you want to raise Catherine, you go right ahead. <laughs> I remember that. <laughs> so I realized, oh, yeah, that's Shelly's job, not mine. My job is to love on Catherine and keep praying for her. Yeah, <laughs> so. that was, I mean, that was a tough year for me. So, you know, all I can say to you being there is I'm sorry, but it was <laughs> a really good memory for us, you know, looking back and, you know, it's, it's funny you say that, that your job was to just love me because isn't that so true of what you've been saying of God, that it's just unconditional love for us. You know, when we are maybe, um, you know, like you said, just rebelling or seeking our own will above his, like he still loves us through it. It doesn't mean he has to agree or like what we're choosing, but he still just loves us. And that's yes. just, it's a good picture to see that we even can reflect that in our human relationships with one another. Well, that's a very important um, factor in all of this. As I once referred to the Al-Anon program, as a part of that program, we learned that we cannot, we can have wonderful relationships with other people, but they have to make their own choices. And I think that's a lot of where my peace has come from. Um, as people I love have chosen a way that isn't the way I would imagine God would want them to take. Um, my main job is to keep praying for them and keep loving them. And, um, Trusting that, and I thank you very much for, for saying that you have seen peace in my life. That is my main aim, is that um, through anything that God puts in the way, because we know he doesn't give us anything but what it will be for our own good in the long run. Um, in fact, there's a scripture in James, and he says, when troubles of any kind come your way, Consider it an opportunity for joy. When your faith is tested, your end, oh, you, it will grow. When it is fully developed, you will be perfect and complete. How in the world can you thank God for troubles, except that you know he's going to make you stronger and he will give you joy in the middle of it? Mm. Yeah, I love that. That's beautiful. Yeah, and I think, you know, you, so you've given us a lot of um, just experiences and, and moments that have really, you know, helped shape your view of God. But um, is there anything else that you want to share that's kind of helped you to like see, you know, this character of God and just anything that's like changed your view of him over the years? Reading the scripture is exactly the thing that would answer your question. Um, but there's, there's some base background to that too. Um, the first verse of the Gospel of John says, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was God, and the, was with God, and the Word was God. And 
to me, that's a picture of how the Holy Scriptures are directly from God. Jesus and the things he taught us are the things of God. Jesus is a part of God. So as we can hear directly from God, as the Holy Spirit is in us, Jesus promised he would give us the Holy Spirit. Um, he told his disciples, I will send the Holy Spirit just as my father promised, the Holy Spirit will come and fill you with power from on heaven. And I believe that as we as Christians read the scriptures, we are reading what God has made available to us through Jesus Christ and the Holy Spirit that helps us understand the scriptures and understands how to apply them to our lives. So I don't know. I think the idea of the Trinity is a really difficult concept to understand, aside from what I just said. God, our creator, the creator of the universe, has made it possible for us to know him personally, because Jesus came and showed us an example of what living God's way is like, and of the, of the lifestyle God knows is healthiest and happiest for us. And then so that we can actually have the power to apply all these things to our lives. We can have the Holy Spirit living within us to help us understand the scriptures and to help us apply it to our lives. Mm, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That's really cool. Cause I think you're so right. It's, I mean, at least for my experience growing up, um, you know, with Christian influence, I didn't always put all of that together. And so that was very, um, just eloquent how you shared that. So I, I really like that. And well, thank you. But you know, I want to say that's how the Holy Spirit works. When we started this conversation, I knew some of what I wanted to share, but I wasn't sure. So I just had to pray. Mm. Lord, let your Holy Spirit speak through me. And I hope that's what's happening. Yeah, no, it's so true. Because we don't. That's just what the daily walk with Jesus looks like it's like we don't always know where we're going but we know where to turn to and hey, good well said <laughs> yeah I I got that off of a, um, a motherhood podcast that I'm listening to because it's true it's just like we don't <laughs> we're not God so we can't see it all but we can turn to him and and access his his holy spirit and his power like you said just to to take small steps mm-hmm. um yes yeah, so I would love to hear like I know you talked a lot about where God has had you um, and, and just different things that he's shown you, but I would love to know if you have a favorite verse or something that you've been learning lately that you could share with us. Hmm. Well, usually I answer that by saying my two favorite scriptures. One is from Micah. What does the Lord require of you, but to love to love justice, do mercy, and walk humbly with your God. And that has been my life for since I was 16 years old. I really believe that God's purpose for us is to follow those three things. And then the other verse is from Mark uh, and Matthew. And I'm sorry, I can't tell you exactly what those addresses are either. But um, Jesus came not to be served, but to serve and to give his life to redeem many people. And I think that it's in in our living out our Christian life in whatever way God shows us to do, whether it's like the time you're in right now, Catherine, 
raising two little boys who are each going to have very strong personalities and it's going to be a big job for you to be um be the guide for their christian influence you and anthony um and for those of us who are in our careers um it's so important to remember that the main reason we have that career is so that God can use us to, um, to bring justice and mercy and the knowledge of him to a wider sphere and than just our family. Mm, that's a good perspective. Yeah. Um, I wanted to share this with you because the Micah, it's at Micah 6, 8. And I know that because um, I was praying about some verses to write in these prayer journals that I'm starting for the boys. Um, I'm going to be just kind of jotting down some prayers for them and recording it in these journals. And I wanted to put some verses at the beginning of it. And I knew that that Micah verse, um, what does the Lord require of you to act justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with your God? I knew that was one of your favorites. And I think mm. God pointed me to it and I put that in their journals. <laughs> oh, wow. Good start for them. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I wanted to share that with you because I, I always think of you when I read that verse, but I think that is so true. And <clears throat> it's also cool too, just when you were mentioning, um, just leaving a legacy of, you know, for your families. Um, I think that's been so true of, you know, our family and at least from my experience, looking back at it, I mean, is our family perfect? No, no family is that's for certain, but, um, there has been just a, a common thread of, of a love for God that's been, um, felt at least, I can say it has been by me. And um, it's really cool because I remember the very first time I prayed to have Jesus come into my heart, I was in your backyard. Um, you and Grandpa Roger's backyard, we were camping in a tent. And <laughs> <laughs> I remember I, um, I, yeah, just prayed like over and over and over again to God that he would come live in my heart. Um, but I always remember that because it was in your backyard and I'm sure we had, I had heard it somewhere that day, <laughs> you know, it being talked about. Yeah, probably. Oh, that's beautiful, Catherine. Why that makes a grandma smile. Yeah. So, I mean, definitely your life and how you've chosen to live it has made an impact, you know, and I know, you know that, but, um, I can definitely say thank you and thank you for your faith and just what, you know, what you've shown me and, you know, other family members and friends along the way, because, um, it really is admirable. And, and I, I loved hearing your story and hearing, you know, what God has shown you and done in your life. Thank you. Can I leave with some thoughts, special thoughts? Yes, please do. I, for somebody who may be listening to this and is wondering where in the world do they start, um, I would recommend getting a New Living Translation of the scriptures. Uh, it's pretty accurate and it's much easier to understand than some of the old these and thous. Mm -hmm. And the book of Romans is such a powerful book about how to live a Christian life, although it's challenging to read also. So I've chosen something from the fifth chapter of Romans we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord, has done for us. Because of our faith, 
Christ has brought us into a place of undeserved privilege. Confidently and joyfully, we look forward to sharing God's glory. So not only do we have a better life on earth, we have the hope for a wonderful life in heaven. Mm. That is so nice. That actually feels like it sums up what you were stating in the beginning about what it means to be a Christian. Mm-hmm. I can really see how that kind of explains it a little bit. And was that the um, the New Living uh, version that you just read? Yes. Yes. I like that. That's really nice. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Grandma. This has been great. And I know I feel encouraged. So I'm sure whoever listens to this is going to feel encouraged. And yeah, I just appreciate you so much coming on. Thank you, Catherine. Love you. I love you too. And I hope your hand feels better. Let me keep me posted. (laughs) I will. I'll keep you posted. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. Bye, Grandma. Bye bye. Thank you for tuning into this week's episode of Sparkle Speak. If you are interested in following us on social media, you can find us on Instagram at underscore sparklefaith underscore or at sparklefaith.com. There you can find information on upcoming events and speakers. And please feel free to reach out to us if you have a personal story of faith that you would be willing to share with us. We hope you tune in again next week and we hope your week is full of the sparkle we all need. There's no better way to start your day than spending time in God's Word and in prayer. Don't know where to start? We have a free daily prayer podcast created to help you do just that. The Your Daily Prayer podcast delivers a thoughtful, devotional, and timely prayer to you seven days a week. Gain inspiration, faith, and encouragement with daily messages in 10 minutes or less. To start listening now, search Your Daily Prayer on your favorite podcast app or visit lifeaudio.com.